Akumu, are you going to be vegan? Uh, Claire, are you going to learn Greek? Yeah. Uh, for me, hell yeah as well. Yeah. But can we say yes to everything? Uh, we. No. Yes. Si. si. Yeah. Sindio. Eh, Kapisa. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. It depends on what they give us and if we can handle it. I mean, but if we can handle veganism, we can handle anything, right? We can handle it. <laughs> you can't say no because we are the, the Yes Girls. Hello, yes people. We are the Yes Girls and you're joining us for episode one of the Yes Girls podcast in Nairobi, Kenya on this pretty cloudy but still very positive, shiny day. We all dream of becoming more considerate humans, more skilled professionals, more world-savvy connoisseurs. But really, how often do we say yes when opportunities arise? Yes, and we, the Yes Girls, are two Nairobi-based wanderlusters, if you want to know. And we are making it our mission to say yes to doing, being, and learning something new, something different every two weeks. Yes, every fortnight. And we'll be documenting our journeys. So this podcast is a result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes downright outrageous experiences. And hopefully they'll entertain you. So, um, Claire... Uh, I'm Yeskel not one, right? No, I'm Claire. You're Kumu. Yes, but I wanted to be Yeskel one. Uh, okay, let's just be a Kumu and Claire. We don't need a number one or two. We're just the Yeskels. Yeah? Okay, okay. So, let's see what we've been saying yes to this week and what you can expect in today's episode. So, in today's episode, we explore one of the most talked about dinner table conversations in the world right now. Uh, hopefully the most, and one which can be as divisive as it can be productive, being vegan. We said yes to living a 100% plant-based vegan diet for a whole week with no exceptions. And we're going to, yeah, well, that's the idea. And we're going to share with you the highs and the lows. The sugar highs and the energy lows. (laughs) Of being vegan and what we learned along the way, not only through our own experiences, but also from consulting experts and people that have much more to say on the matter than we do. So uh, to start with, we'll start with some stats and what we've researched about veganism, okay? Because we did actually research this properly. Yes, we we, we did our best. (laughs) So veganism is not only a lifestyle choice, it's an entire economy unto its own. And it's even been a political point with regards to environmental impact and health effects. So according to recent statistics, adopting a vegan and flexitarian diet. Flexitarian? What does that yeah, mean again? like a, maybe sometimes a vegetarian, sometimes vegan, sometimes a bit of pescatarian, you eat fish. It's more fluid, but okay. not just I eat anything whenever. Okay. So according to recent statistics, uh, adopting a vegan and flexitarian diet is becoming increasingly popular. And in fact, it's been seen, it has seen exponential growth in the last few years. So according to Forbes, Plant-based product sales in the U.S. grew by 31% from 2017 to 2019. Uh, Amanda is happy about that. (laughs) Uh, You'll find out who Amanda is. 
And the vegan society tells us that almost half of the vegans in the UK switched to a vegan diet in, in the last year. And India is actually the leading vegan nation. And it's also one of the most vegan-friendly nations in the world after Greece, believe it or not. Which reminds me... No, 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 not too soon. Ah. Wait till the end to sh- of the show to learn what's interesting <laughs> about that particular point. Okay, okay. So let's keep, keep the suspense going. So what I also learned in my research is, of course, there are many pros to veganism. Uh, in a study conducted by M. McNinn, we can guess what the M stands for. I don't know. And mm-hmm. published in the Journal of Pediatrics in 2015. So that is a real stat. You can go and check it out. A vegan diet led to decreased obesity, lower cholesterol, lower BMI, and lower blood sugar levels. Oh, that's kind of obvious, no? Well, there's what you think and there's what is proven. <laughs> this is scientifically proven. I saw there were a list of about 10 different studies from uh-huh. different institutions that have all proven the same thing. Okay. However, experts um, also weigh in on the risks of a fully vegan diet um, that puts individuals at risk uh, for vitamin B12 deficiencies, amongst other health risks. So according to BBC News, a recent study um, of uh, 48,000 people over 18 years uh, compared the health of meat eaters Pescatarians, I like this word, it's like flexitarians, <laughs> and vegetarians, and including some vegans. <clears throat> and what they found from this study is that people who eat vegan and vegetarian diets have a lower risk of heart disease, but a higher risk of stroke, imagine. So possibly partly due to the lack of B12. However, there's, um, there's general consensus that more long-term studies are needed to access the true impact of plant-based diets on humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still relatively new in the grand scheme of things. Um, and so what we all know, I think, is that you can be motivated by different reasons to become vegan or have any sort of specific um specific diet revolving around meat or animal-based products, uh, and many are motivated by environmental factors. Um, The amount of water, land, and resources required to produce meat is considered to far outweigh that needed by plant-based foodstuffs. So it's not only good for you, but can also be good for the world. Yep. And so we decided to try being vegan. We tried a plant-based diet for an entire week and I think we cheated a bit because we started on a Sunday and ended on a Sunday. So that we did was eight w- days. Yes, we yeah. did more than a week. Yeah. So we wanted to see what that would do to us. And 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 we wanted to learn um, whether we might adopt something from it in our daily lives. So are you ready, Claire? Yes. Are you? Of course. Yes. <laughs> so the rules were... We, ma- we, we had to be 100% vegan for an entire week. Um, question marks on that. We'll discuss why I have question marks. I think I was not exactly 100%. But the document uh, and document the process. So we documented the process. And um, so whether we were going to cook, eat out, order in, or just go into a crash diet. <laughs> but the aim was to stick to being 100% vegan. Let's see how we did But first, to show that it's not just 
our personal experiences that are being aired here, let's introduce today's expert. <laughs> Amanda Scoville is a self-confessed no-meat athlete, hashtag, hashtag no-meat athlete, a bona fide vegan animal lover, runner, and globetrotter who has been on an entirely plant-based diet since 2018. She's a mean cook and host and loves helping people discover the joys of vegan cooking and eating. She has a husband, Patrick, two dogs, Lily and Lewa. Her face softened a lot when I mentioned the dogs and not the husband. Which one, Lily or Lewa? <laughs> <laughs> she has two ducks called Chalky White and Regina George. Whew, try saying that with a mouthful of vegan soya tofu something something <laughs> and she joins us in the studio today to share some of her lived experience and from our point of view her expertise welcome amanda thank you yes girls it's a pleasure to be here um when when claire said i was a mean cook i don't think she was referring to my actual characteristics but i might actually be a good cook <laughs> um so good that my husband has decided to be vegan too following me how long um, after uh just six months so i i started i i became vegan in 2018 of september he the rule was that you know i was not going to be cooking meat or animal products at home um and so if he wanted to he could make his own food and when we were out he could order whatever he wanted um but so my food was so good that he just decided that he was gonna <laughs> gonna go with that either that or he was just too lazy exactly. to cook exactly I think <laughs> I think it's a second part no I strongly well. believe I've tried her food and I can safely say she's a good cook oh, wow. so why would you, you there's nothing missing you don't need anything more yeah yeah we'll get back to that <laughs> so before we get into the details Claire how do you how would you describe your week of being vegan in exactly three words you know, I'm going to try and bend the rules here. Does it have to be three words? Just try it on there. Okay. So my words for my week of being vegan would be gas-powered conversation starter. Does that does that count as three? Yeah, it's it's cheating, but it, it, it works, kind of. Yeah, well, it's kind of two words. It's kind of four. So as an average, that's three. What about you? Ooh, mine would be, I think the best description is lack of ideas. Lack of ideas. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to hear more about this. <laughs> Can we get stuck into finding more about your week of being vegan? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. So, um, how my week began, my weekend one day, one day extra. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> so the week began with a lot of optimism. You know, I thought I could do this. I have some experience with vegan ex-boyfriends living in Zanzibar where I was able to eat like a vegan because especially because I was broke <laughs> and I couldn't find meat a lot. <laughs> and I was also optimistic because, um, I don't know. I was just interested in doing something new. So it's day two of veganism. And yeah, there was a little temptation. I saw some samosas and I was a lot tempted, <laughs> but I didn't eat them. So it's the temptations are starting to build up, but I'm strong enough. Yeah. Let's see how day two goes. 
But then uh, on Monday, I think that was day two, we went to Sophie's place. Sophie's one of our friends. And she's she's vegan as well. So she cooked us dinner. And that's the point where we had this discussion about 100% and what is 100%. And then the idea of honey and the idea of, you know, uh, beef cubes came up. And, you know, I order a lot. So I just saw a problem in my week already. <laughs> so as the week went on, um, I... I I, I I thought I, I would have more ideas, but it started with uh, eating leftovers from Sophie the next day. So I was good for the next day. Day three, I was fine. Then the rest of the week, uh, things started getting iffy. Here's a bit of my, here's some of my experiences. So it's uh, almost 5.30. Day four of being vegan um, I'm a bit I'm a bit I'm worrying about what to eat today um, yeah because I can't really order from the normal restaurants because they might be using uh, meat infused uh, uh, spicing so yeah, I'm trying to see what to eat today. Um, and salads are out of the question, kind of, because for me, I I normally have chicken in the salad. So, yeah, I need to think a lot harder today if I want a salad. <laughs> Maybe I'll try a, a normal salad with no chicken, but can I do it? I don't know. <laughs> um. So, one night after work... Mind you, it was a busy week, and so I didn't get time to cook. And as I said, I don't normally get time to cook uh, because I live by myself, and it takes a lot of time. So that night, I ate two carrots and some hibiscus tea. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I was out of ideas. And those carrots were only because Sophie told me to carry them from the dinner on, on <laughs> day two. So otherwise, I wouldn't have anything to so eat. So day three dinner was carrots and tea. Yes. They you see, I started with optimism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coffee and peanuts. Things went downhill awesome. from, from Sophie's dinner. You know, the ideas disappeared. Yeah. So, I, but I like how you're trying to convince yourself that you're saying, but I can resist. I am strong enough. I think that's really positive thinking. That, my friend, is yes girls thinking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's really hard to be creative when you have no time in the kitchen. So the only creativity was a chapati avocado kachubari mix. And that's not even creative. I stole the idea from the smoky guy on the street. <laughs> <laughs> that was your vegan inspiration. There's a day I hadn't eaten lunch and then I I, I was going somewhere. So I, I had to take something on the way. So I had to go to this smoky guy and luckily he had the avocado and the mix. I told him no smoky and he was like, why are you not taking the smoky? I and, had to explain to him, yeah, I can't. And just for anyone outside of Kenya or even outside of Nairobi, a smoky is... Like a processed sausage. pork sausage that has dubious meat inside it. But it's very delicious. In something which might be plastic or might not <laughs> be. And they're sold on the streets as a snack, as a very cheap snack. But it's very delicious. <laughs> anyway, I also think I was being creative when I was ordering from an Indian restaurant. I think I told you that. Um, Indian restaurant, but I could only get the bajia. I didn't think there was anything else worth getting. And once from an Ethiopian restaurant. 
where I got legumes that made me, you know, laxitate. laxitate. <laughs> I was laxative. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm kind of running out of ideas on what to eat. Um, on day five, what I did is that I figured, okay, maybe I could try Ethiopian food. So I tried uh, getting injera and and the the legumes that they have. It was really cool, but the problem is it acted like a laxative. I just felt like going to the toilet. So that's that's one of the problems. So now I'm not sure what to eat <laughs> today. So every time oh, I ate that gas food, powered conversation starter. Exactly. Yes. Every time I ate that food, I just went to the toilet. So at the end of the week, um, through though my diet was pretty much okay, I, I think Amanda will tell me, uh, it went to shit in the weekend <laughs> because I was at a friend's place and I had to eat chips, four chips, French fries, for half one and a half days. So overall, I'd rate myself a five out of ten from the from what I ate. But considering how my life is totally going to change after this, I think I'd rate myself seven to ten. Why? Because let's hear. It's day two, back to normal after being vegan for like uh, for an, an entire week. And today something strange happened. It's very weird. I think my microbiome is fighting one of the meat products I had today. So yesterday I had chick. What did I have? Okay. Can I remember what I had yesterday? <laughs> Damn it, I can't remember. But I had meat. And today I also had... I, I had pork today. And I also drank uh, milk. So one of them is messing up with my stomach because I... Continued working and then I started feeling a bit weird in the stomach or just not even in the stomach. I just started feeling weird, energetically, like less energy. So apparently this experiment is going to continue for the next few days <laughs> until I see what exactly is the problem. And I hope it's not the meat because I love my meat, kind of. So hope it's not the meat. I bet it's the dairy. It's the milk. So let's see. So, yeah, I'm having issues with taking meat pro uh, animal products at the moment because and it's and it's hard to explain because I'm just having a lethargic feeling after mm. eating meat. So it's kind of like my stomach is telling me, what the hell are you doing? Wow. Yeah. I mean, to add into that, I think um, a lot of the times that even before I became vegan, I had this idea of what normal felt like. So that heavy feeling probably used to just be part of you, not realizing that that was an actually abnormal feeling after being vegan for a week. So after being vegan for almost three years, like if I was to eat like, I mean, I wouldn't, but if I was to eat like a steak or something, I'd probably be out for days just mm -hmm. because I, I, I recognize that heavy feeling. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to stay vegan after my 30-day experiment. Experience. I can uh -huh. talk. Um, <laughs> but also, also to to add in to that, um, French fries also kind of end up sometimes being a, a staple of my diet too, because sometimes <laughs> you go out to these restaurants and that's all there is. Mm. And you don't want to be that like nagging vegan. We're like, oh, can we go somewhere else? Because you know, my mindset is like, I don't do this all the time. 
wherever we go, there's almost always French fries. So exactly. it happens. Thank- and thank God potatoes are not from animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd be dead by now. I think. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, other other than the two carrots and tea day, I, I feel like we did okay. So I would give you a seven. Are we doing Oh, yet? no. We're no, not no, giving no, the no, ratings no. yet. Let's ratings. <laughs> Let's see what else we have to say Got and it. take Sorry some time to that. mull it over. And then you can, then you, you as our judge, uh, can give your feedback give on it. how you think we did. And not only how you think we performed, but also maybe how it impacted our lives and how it might continue to Got impact it. our lives. So, Claire, patient. what do you think <laughs> happened in your. So. Ha, my week. Wow. There's just so much to say. How to condense a whole week into just a few minutes, but let's give it a go. Um, I do a lot of cooking. Uh, So I usually cook three meals a day for two people. That's myself and my partner, Saxo, uh, who is the most ravenous carnivore you could possibly hope to meet. So that was probably my biggest challenge this week. So I was going to have to stock my pantry and fridge in a slightly different way. Uh, I mean, I have a whole cheese and cream shelf in my fridge, which I would have to bypass for a whole week, but it was still full. So you can imagine the temptation just just lying there. So let's just listen a little bit to what happened when I went shopping for um, to stock my pantry. So I'm doing my shopping to be vegan for a week. And uh, I like to use stock cubes. I'm looking at the stock cubes and I found the tomato and onion ones. I'm like, great. That is perfect, because it's just tomato and onion, surely. But then under allergens, it says may contain cow's milk, egg, gluten, and soya. So cow's milk and egg definitely aren't vegan. So those stock cubes are out of the question. So the only ones left to me are these fancy yeast-free, organic, very low-salt ones, which cost, you know, more than, let's see, more than five times the other ones. I'm just going to have to do without, um, without stock, I think, guys. So you see, even the things that you would think would be vegan weren't. That, that was a challenge. I think just look, having to look at the ingredients, and I'm sure after much more than a week, if we were doing this for several months, you'd start to be able to preempt these things and just know certain products. But certainly as a, as a, very, you know, as a vegan virgin, um, that was a learning experience. So I did use a lot of fresh herbs and spices and, you know, found ways around that. But I had to be more inventive. That I enjoyed. I like having to think out of the box and um, and experiment. And that's certainly what I had to do. But luckily, I did have some vegan mentors, including my brother, who is... Um, uh, I would say mostly vegan, but he's also my big brother. So his advice, his advice was, um, you know, just don't eat meat, which was very helpful. <laughs> and then saying, well, hippos and rhinos don't eat meat, so you'll be fine. And I think I, I said to him, maybe I'll just sit on you like a hippo would. And then the conversation <laughs> degenerated. So not very helpful. Uh, Amanda, though, did give me some great recipe ideas. And especially as she's a fellow runner, um, she had some great kind of energy packed ideas. And my favorite was this amazing hummus and pickle wrap. Whatever your regular diet is, try it, try it. I'm going to get into your subliminal consciousness here. <laughs> Just a shop bought tortilla wrap, some homemade hummus, which is one of the fastest things to make and some sliced up pickles from the jar. Mm. 
I think we have to do that actually on the on the social media so that people see that. Yeah, we'll, we'll show a step by step on how you can make it and experience it, and we will credit it to Amanda. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually I got that recipe from my other vegan ultra runner <gasps> friend in the states, so I can't take a hundred percent credit for it. That definitely is my my buddy Dagmar who. I'll give a little shout out to just in case she's listening and I don't get in trouble. <laughs> well, let's make this recipe go around the world. Let's make this recipe go viral. But exactly. that's what got her through her first 100 milers. So wow. what are you going to do? Wow. <laughs> Can't be too bad then. Uh, so next, I think I have to touch on one of the main themes of my week. The gas. Gas everywhere, people. All the time. I said gas-powered conversation starter. Um, so, and it's gas coming out of you know, just about everywhere. What? Um, Yeah. And and I said I'm a runner. So there were some interesting times. So um, I just want to show you a little bit of me discussing with my partner, Saxo, who was also by default on a primarily vegan diet, at least when he was at home or carrying breakfast or lunch to work, because I do most of the cooking. So let's hear. So what do you think about my whole vegan experience so far? <laughs> you know, you just—is that what you think of it? Yeah, a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting from what? Mm-hmm. Why? The beans are not fully well cooked. Are not hundred uh, percent cooked. I'll take you to a place where they they sell beans. Actually, it's uh, most. Uh, so you're criticizing my bean cooking. So there you have the beans. Yeah, he was he was he was blaming it that I wasn't cooking the beans properly. I can tell you I cooked them properly, but, but you are soaking amount, them, right? And I was everything. soaking them. I was cooking the living daylights out of them. But when you're just eating that much more fiber and you're eating legumes and grains and pulses and beans, it's going to happen, okay? And the worst thing was, as a runner, I often run with other people. So I had to warn them before we started our run. And for once, I very generously let everyone run in front of me. You know, just don't, don't stand behind me. You go on ahead. Um, no, when it, but I've got to say, when it came to running, I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage. Right? I didn't feel like I wasn't able to run fast or run long. I didn't do any ultras in this time. But, you know, I did some pretty good runs that I was proud of. Uh, and I also at the same time discovered in no um, in, in no small part, thanks to Amanda, the no meat athlete hashtag, which shows it's a big deal, right? There's a lot wow. of athletes and very sporty people out there who are on no meat diets. Um, I mean, I, I still did some pretty cool trail runs on this uh, during this week. I went to Mount Suswa and went around the rim. Um, I raced the Nairobi commuter train on this diet. Did you catch it? I did. Yes. I made it um, I made it at the same sort of time as the Nairobi commuter train. So I, I can't say that I was, again, at any sort of disadvantage, um, at least for a week. Um, so now about cooking. Uh, that was pretty straightforward. A week isn't really that long, uh, especially as I was more or less at home and in charge of meals and meal times. I think that that's crucial when you have control over when you can eat and what you can eat. I'm not out and about all the time, exactly. especially now with working from home. My life is very different to how it was, let's say, a year and a half ago. Um, and soy mints. Soy mints, people, was revolutionary. Which brand? Soy mints. Just the basic one you find. It costs like 
very it cost peanuts. Cost the one very you, the one supermarket. you didn't like before. No, that's soy chunks, but soy oh, mints. Oh, okay, mints. Is My better. partner didn't even notice it wasn't meat. No, and he asked for seconds. People, yes, <laughs> wow. and normally he refuses a meal if it doesn't contain meat. But the challenge came when I went away camping with a non-vegan friend and I took on all the cooking just so that I could, again, kind of have control over what we were eating and when. Um, so I think I did pretty well, but um, I'll let her give her verdict. This is my friend Liz. So how did I do on my veganism this week or this weekend rather in the what 26 hours that we've been together? Mm. 28 yeah, it's been it's been good. I mean, we had what did we we had uh, first we made lots of food, so thanks for that. <laughs> and then uh, so we had hmm, what was for lunch? Was it wrap? Wrap and vegetable samosas. Vegetables, samosas. We had chapati. Ooh, the salad was really good, especially this morning. <laughs> um, Sal- bean salad for bean breakfast. The bean salad for breakfast. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then. What was the, what did you call it? The the bolognese. Uh, soy uh, past, pasta soyanese. Yeah, I think I like bolognese better. <laughs> As in, you like okay. the sound of bolognese yes. or the dish? And I think it's really long since I had like bolognese, but it was it was delicious last night. Well, um, you did finish it without even realizing it. I did. I did. I shouldn't have given you part of my. <laughs> you wanted more. Um, oh, no, 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 but I was full. Okay, well, um, yeah, and then this morning we had, yeah, you've been, you had soy milk, mm-hmm. gross. <laughs> um, I had dairy milk with a cow on it. So you've basically been 95% vegan with me. I've yes. been 100% vegan, right? You've been 95% except for the milk. I think that is, like, how do you feel after, like, 28 hours of basically being vegan? all right i mean it's it's normal it's 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 yeah no not a major one was delicious was is you did all the cooking <laughs> but it's always better when it's cooked by someone else <laughs> um no it was good it was good um i mean i don't eat that much meat usually but nothing was was good i i could do it again if you have milk <laughs> exceptions and eggs yeah yeah. I was supposed to have eggs, but I ended up not having. Well, the fact that you didn't have the eggs shows mm. me that you got satisfaction from all the vegan food that I brought. Mm. Or you were just too lazy to cook the eggs. Mm. So that was, um, yeah, a verdict from someone else, not just me. And the second part of my my summary, right, gas-powered conversation starter. Mm-hmm. So it really was a great way to explore this topic and all the subtleties around it with friends from different countries, from, from different backgrounds and diets, and just learning how everyone's really curious about it. I mean, it really is a huge topic of conversation. And yeah, um, there's so much that we don't, a lot of people don't know but would love to experiment with it. So definitely um, we want, we'd love to hear from Amanda about how maybe we can, everyone could just get started and take some small steps towards it, towards, you know, adopting some vegan practices maybe. So overall, let me give my personal rating of myself. I don't want to be too generous, but I think <laughs> in terms of my performance, um, I would give myself 
maybe an eight and a half or a so nine and a half. very generous. Uh, it's generous, but you could just but hold it's, on. It's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, it's, that's makes in sense. terms of performance, but now there's experience. Mm-hmm. So I definitely ate less because sometimes I felt like I didn't have enough tempting snack choices and I'm a bit of a snacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was probably just my personal lack of planning and imagination. I think so. And when you feel like you're deprived, you'll say, oh, I just won't bother eating because because someone won't let me eat chocolate. But that someone is myself. <laughs> so in terms of exactly. my experience, maybe a 7 out of 10. Because um, maybe because of the gassiness and having to plan everything. Every time I left the house, having to think, where am I going to eat? Because I eat a lot, right? I do a lot of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure I'd have enough to eat at the right times, even mm-hmm. if I lacked readily available options to buy. So performance, maybe 9 out of 10. Experience, maybe 7 out of 10. Um, but I'm willing to be graded down, you know. No. It's, um, <laughs> I don't think you will. My, I'm, d- d- excuse the pun, but maybe I'm tooting my own horn a little bit there. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, one question, like, did you feel any, dif- apart from the gas, did you feel any energy difference during that apart week? Apart from or sometimes sure? feeling hungry, which again was my fault. Um, like I said, I think I, I generally felt pretty uh, energetic. My runs didn't suffer. Um, I just, I definitely felt the difference of eating more carbs. So probably feeling a bit more bloated sometimes, Okay, but I really enjoyed the, the, the food I could cook and, um, also just feeling like I'm making more conscious food choices that felt good as well. And that can affect your, your physical feelings. Um, so I think now we need to hear from someone who can actually rate us. Exactly. How did we do? We know how we think we did, but Amanda. Are you sure it's my turn now? It's okay. Now you can give, (laughs) tell us. Please don't change my rating. Do not change my rating. (laughs) Who wants to go first? (laughs) Okay, just do me. Please don't change anything. It's a threat. Do you you know on on paper, it, it, it wasn't, terribly impressive but I did I did I felt for you because I was just like oh do you know I've I've done similar things to where I'm just like okay maybe not quite as extreme as the two carrots and tea for dinner but <laughs> hashtag two carrots and right. tea uh, I mean uh I but I, I definitely got a chuckle out of it what <laughs> nice carrots they were really tasty. And just to explain that Amanda is actually basing her rating off written food diaries. So it's not yes. just hearsay. We both kept very accurate or varying degrees of accuracy <laughs> food diaries that Amanda has to judge us on. This, yes. this is correct. So I'm looking at a page and a half of Akuma's um, out of four. But so it's okay. That's okay. all right. She okay. just, you know, it's new. Um but I will say I will I'll still give you a seven. Yay. Mainly Woo! mainly based <laughs> on the fact that you know you looked that beef samosa in the face <laughs> and said, Not today, beef samosa. <laughs> Not today. And I feel like for someone, for me, I had a little bit more of a gradual introduction into veganism. Um, Not much more, but definitely didn't go from like eating a steak to a full week of no meat and no animal products. So I I would say for 
just jumping into it and saying that you didn't have as much time to cook and do all these other things that you did exceptionally well. So maybe even a seven and a half. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, most of my friends actually said the same. They said, you have so much fortitude. No one is checking. Just eat meat and then lie. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) But I didn't. Oh, good. Good. I'm so proud of you. But yeah, I think I think you you definitely there's definitely room for improvement. A lot. But, um, <laughs> I will talk more about how you can add more of this into a regular routine. But mm-hmm. I mean, for just one week trying something completely different, you did awesome. Thank you. Um, so, Claire, I I think. Also, with you, I, I definitely have a lot more to look at here. I just <laughs> like giving details, so I'll tell you exactly and where. And also, Claire, it's more than me. Yeah, but I think I think in comparison to, um, I actually really like to cook, but I only really like to cook when I have the time to cook and enjoy it. So I felt for you when you said that, you know, you know, with my work schedule and this, like I just don't have the time to do this. And I think that was an extra challenge for you. But someone who really enjoys being in the kitchen, um, which was like nice to hear Claire say like how creative you had to get because that was something too. Um, my, my, <laughs> my, my challenge with becoming vegan, um, well, not really so much a challenge is like even like going out to restaurants, your options are much less. And so I ended up trying things that I normally would never order because I had a choice of that or one other thing or French fries. Exactly. As we all know. <laughs> but Gina, so I think it's really opened me up to trying new and different things that I normally wouldn't. And I've actually found some of my favorite foods that way. Um, but Claire has, I have a very detailed um, food diary in front of me. And I was just really impressed of how much work and effort she put into it. Um, even with the crisp that she talked about, that she's scrambled over. Um, uh, and, you know, there have been even many times in my experience still two and a half years later to where I'll pick something up and not look to look at the ingredients and then get exactly. home and see like milk powder. I'm like, why does that have any business being here? <laughs> yeah. And so even, even as an experienced vegan, I still run into those challenges um, and obstacles a lot, but you just learn as you go. But um, I would say overall, I'd give you a nine. Definitely. <gasps> See, I wasn't too generous with <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah, you no, I was making fun of you. And <laughs> um, as far as the gas goes, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that it does get better. <laughs> you want to keep trying? Yeah. But do you, do you know, it's also one of those things I joke about too, like running when there's like a bad smell around. Like all you can really say is just like, you're just helping other people run faster <laughs> because they want to get away from it. So do you know, That's maybe true. not fall behind next time, but be in front as an inspiration to get past you. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe not warn them. They'll, they'll learn. They'll exactly. Learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And just to um, clarify the point about the crisps, because I think we mentioned it when we were kind of preparing, you know, having the preparatory talks for for this episode. It was a packet of crisps that um, we were tempted to eat with my friend Liz uh, when we were driving back from our camping trip. It was the only food in the car, apart from 10 liters of milk that she'd bought, which obviously (laughs) I I knew I couldn't touch. Um, And they were cheese and onion flavored crisps. So we looked at the ingredients and it said handled in a factory that also handles 
um, maybe milk and eggs. But we took that to mean not necessarily it contains traces of, but you know, it might be in the same room as, on the same production line as. So, so I gave myself uh, the green light there. Amanda mm-hmm. says that was probably the right call. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that even happens with like things. I I, I think mainly companies just give that disclaimer mm-hmm. um, for someone who has a serious allergy that like, hey, there could be traces of this, but there's it's not actually an ingredient in this product. Um, but I feel like maybe you should be more concerned about how your cheddar and onion chips didn't have any real cheese in them. Yeah, well, exactly. under normal circumstances, <laughs> that, that would be my concern. That's always what I hope for when I look on ingredients when it's cheddar. But like, do you know, all these companies always pride themselves on having real cheddar. And I'm like, no, I want Mm-mm. the fake cheese. <laughs> and th- you know, that's, so that brings us on to a question that I've been wanting to ask you now, Amanda, since we started recording this episode is about the motivation, right? So we were being, well, we were being pretty tough on ourselves and saying, no, we can't. Not because necessarily of a personal conviction that it's wrong or that we've made this choice for a lifestyle, but because we were doing this as an experiment. And we're very conscious here that we were doing this for, you know, education uh, and entertainment purposes. And we want to be very, very respectful of anyone that chooses to do this as a lifestyle um, for their own personal reasons. But there can be so many different reasons for doing it. So I would love to know for you, Amanda, what is your motivation for doing it? And how can that affect maybe how different people follow a plant-based diet or a variation thereof? Um, so every, everyone has different reasons for going vegan. Um, I know for my husband, it's more for the environmental factor. For me, it's almost always been about um, animals. I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. Um, I don't see any difference. If I, if I wouldn't eat my dog, why would I eat a chicken? <laughs> I know that sounds silly to some people, no. but to me, I'm just like, we have these animals as pets and we love them. So why don't we love the other animals in the same sense because they're both sentient beings. Um, they both have feelings. They both feel pain. So for me, when when I think about eating meat, I'm just like, oh man, that could be Lewa or Lily, which in China it could be. So you know, <laughs> who knows? But um, and that was one of the points I made to my husband as well when he was um, still not vegan, but on his way to being vegan. He had like was so upset about this rhino poaching video he had watched. And, you know, I felt for him because it made me sad, too. But then I explained to him, I was like, well, this is the way I feel about all animals. And so I think that really kind of stuck with him a little bit, even though he's still more about the environment. Um, But for me, it's just I I believe in leaving living um, a kind lifestyle to where I am going to be kind to every kind. And, you know, if living vegan and not hurting animals or causing purpose, like purposeful harm to an animal, like that just makes me have a clear conscience. Okay. I have a couple of two questions. Sure. You remember the, the discussion we had at Sophie's place? <clears throat> Sophie is the one we went to dinner with. Mm-hmm. And she she cooked a vegan dinner for us. On, well, on we were supposed two. to be cooking it, but actually we just ended up getting in her way. Exactly. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> so we had two discussions, especially about wine, wine that might have mm-hmm. some anti-vegan elements into it. How how do you know about that if you're buying wine? And also the other question, you remember the discussion we had about honey, 
Honey. Okay. Yeah, How that, vegan mm. is honey? Hashtag Honeygate. So that that um, to start with the honey, uh, that is going to be a different answer for every vegan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for me, I don't seek out honey. Like I wouldn't purposely like put honey in my tea. But say, for instance, like I pick up a loaf of bread and that's the ingredient on there that would be considered non-vegan. I don't really let that bother me so much. I mean, honey is essentially bee barf. Um, <laughs> Hold on, say that again. Bee barf. So I Do mean, you want some, some bee barf in bee, your yeah, tea? Bee, like, how appetizing <laughs> does that sound now? Um, <laughs> But it's it's one of those things, too, especially for the animal aspect of me from um, my experience, like it all really just depends on how those bees are raised. And do you know if it's a natural process? Because like a bee is not going to eat. It doesn't need all the honey that it produces. In a it, it doesn't. Exactly. So um, if if you're taking from it in a responsible and sustainable way and you're not harming the bees, then I I see it kind of as that thin line that some exactly. vegans are going to get a little crazy about. And then there's vegans like me who are just like, you know what, if... I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I use honey a lot, so I really... Yeah, but I mean, really there, there are to. also alternatives to that too. A lot of times, mm-hmm. like if a recipe calls for honey, I'll put in a little bit of maple syrup um, or agave syrup is also... Um, vegan. So, I mean, there are options. I don't normally add a lot of sweeteners to my things anyway, so it's never really been a thing for me. But um, yeah, if you if you want to eat bee barf, go ahead. I, I, I love bee barf. <laughs> also on my face and stuff. So, um, As far as wine goes, um, I know that's a thing. I don't, I don't really drink a lot, so it's not really something that comes up very often for me. But if it is vegan wine, it should say so on the bottle. Um, but it's also kind of like one of those thin line things that like, if you're going to do it, do it if not, but. So can you really be a hundred percent vegan then? I mean, That's the question. honestly, probably not. I mean, I think, I think the, the main point of being vegan is causing as little harm as you possibly can as a person. And so nothing's ever going to be a hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I feel like the attitude behind it, as long as you're not purposely trying to go out and harm animals or, do you know, picking up something that says may contain this or that, like no one's perfect. Um, and I feel like a lot of vegans end up beating themselves up over things like this when there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, over the last three years, I've bitten into things like that were meant to be vegetables and it turns out it was a beef samosa instead of a veggie samosa and and like it it was really traumatizing to me but at the same time I'm like okay well there's nothing I can do I didn't continue to eat it but like I didn't I was just like this wasn't my fault Mm -hmm. and like even the other day um Patrick brought home like a box of crackers and I was already halfway through the box when I looked at the ingredients and it said milk. I was just like, what? (laughs) But, you you know, things happen. Yeah. And I think as long as your intentions are good, then maybe not 100% vegan, but like Mm, as long as you try your best. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you say before that 
it's also finding what's right for you. What's mm -hmm. right for you might not be the same as what's right for the person sitting opposite you. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think, is that a, a healthy attitude to go into no, it with? Absolutely. And I, I think sometimes vegans get a bad rep because everyone thinks that we're like sitting on our pedestal and judging everyone <laughs> for their food choices. And, you know, I've always said, I was just like, this, this works for me and my body and my lifestyle, but it's not gonna work it's not a cookie cutter thing like all diets are different like some people are allergic to gluten and have celiac and do you know there's other people who are allergic to soy and being a vegan and not being able to have soy is mm. almost literally impossible well at least it's not impossible but in order to get all the nutrients and everything you need like it's not gonna work for everyone um and I think I think like just shaming people for eating meat and animal products without knowing their story is is just not something I want to be known for. But I know that it is a common misconception of my people. So <laughs> <laughs> your people. <laughs> so if let's say someone who's listening to this maybe is thinking, wow, maybe I should start you know, phasing out one or two things or I want to try this or I've been wanting to do this. How could you say someone might start that first step, a baby step or a first series of leaps to, to try this out? I mean, honestly, just one meal at a time. Um, there's a lot of people I know that do meatless Mondays or my my best friend from back home, she she for the last 10 years has not eaten meat at lunchtime and that's her thing she always has a vegetarian or vegan lunch and so i think just i mean not everyone's going to be able to go cold turkey no pun intended but, um <laughs> probably wasn't the best pun to use for, exactly. for a vegan cold um, soy but yeah cold soy that's a good one cold tofu so um <laughs> But I think just making little changes here and there, um, switching from, you know, dairy milk to soy or nut milk is an easy, easy switch to make. Um, but expensive. Uh, I mean, it, it can be if you, especially here, milk prices, I think, are a lot lower than they are in the States. But um, I actually don't buy store-bought milk. I make my own. So. What? Yeah, I make my homemade cashew milk. I like it because it's a little bit creamier than the others. And then you don't have all the preservatives added into it. But nuts are also expensive. But you could also make your own oat milk, which a bag of oats really isn't very expensive and pretty easy to make. You just need water and oats. Okay. Um, so there are some, some cost-effective ways you can do it. I mean, your basic vegan diet um, can actually be really affordable because your staples are rice and beans and chickpeas and all these other things that cost like mm -hmm. 200 shillings a bag. Exactly. Um, so I think just one step at a time and just slowly adding things in or just being like, hey, this week I'm going to eat three days where I don't have any animal products. And then maybe next week or next month I'll change that to four days. And so however long it does take you, I mean, at least you're taking the right steps towards living a kinder lifestyle. Um, 
and like you said, I'm not I'm not gonna judge you. So <laughs> Well you you were judging well, I'm us. Judging now, but we but asked not you to judging. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm judging you, but I'm not judging you. <laughs> and um, we asked for it, so right. Yeah. So <laughs> things like that and even like with snacking instead of grabbing some some crisp, like just grab an apple, you know, little changes. Okay. So that's it from us. Now I want to hear from you. What have you said yes to recently? Have you said yes to a full vegan diet? Are you doing a couch to vegan in three months challenge? <laughs> have you been there, done that and regretted it? Tell us about it on our Instagram page. It's Yes Girls Podcast. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. And if you want to suggest something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be, or learn for a future episode, send us your ideas. If you want to share your expertise, business, or passion with us through one of our episodes, just get in touch. That's at Yes Girls Podcast. And be kind to us. Don't get, don't give us very hard challenges. <laughs> <laughs> and you we guys have already done that for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also share behind the scenes photos and videos of our experiences uh, of us doing being and learning. So watch out for that on our Instagram or and Twitter, Facebook pages. And so you can get a little um, of what we put out uh, ourselves through in the name of doing being and learning for our for your entertainment mm -hmm, for your entertainment and education hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so massive thank you to our purely positive producer Dana Seda hosted by Sema Box at Baraza Media Labs and to our vegan vixens <laughs> Amanda thank you and of course Sophie who's not here with us but Sophie Kaminsky this is a shout out to you for the dinner you had with us and for opening our eyes as, as well on that day and to our forever forgiving friends, our families who had no idea what the hell we are doing and why the hell we are doing it. Um, and for their support and for all our podcast related projects. And finally to you, our assenting audience, our loving listeners, the Yes Girls and Boys. We'll see you next episode where you'll learn why we're so very interested that Greece is one of the most vegan friendly nations, I can finally say as we learn not only to order food in Greek, but also communicate and express ourselves as we take on one of the world's most ancient languages. Do you have a word to say? Uh, Moussaka, Acropolis, <laughs> Athens, <laughs> Zeus. Wait, was Zeus Greek or Roman? Oh. Who knows? Oh boy. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The, the yes, yes Girls! girls.